Welcome to Woman in Progress, the podcast for smart, successful, high-achieving women who are ready to choose themselves, stop following the shoulds, and have the audacity to create the perfectly imperfect lives they crave. I'm your host, Samantha Ushado, corporate leader by day, health mindset coach, and group fitness instructor by nights and weekends. I created this space for the seekers, the messy action takers, the women who are courageous enough to lean into discomfort in the name of growth and are willing to live life on purpose. So if you're ready to work on yourself for yourself, be an example of what's possible and meet other incredible women on the same journey, you're in the right place. Consider this your official invitation. Let's get to work. What's up, sweet friends? Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 19, and have I got a spicy one for you. So let's just jump right in. Now, as someone who coaches a lot of millennial, type A, super achievers, many of the obstacles and challenges we work through show up as a result of their high expectations, whether it be for themselves or for others. These women are also heavily invested in doing the work. They value personal development and are not afraid to seek out ways to up-level their lives whenever possible. And while these traits and characteristics are highly admirable and directly contribute to why they are so successful, it can also come with a shadow side. And it's something I've observed in myself as well. And while they come to me wanting accountability in their quest to squash goals, support in getting out of that stuck, stagnant, and search for more loop, or they simply need help unlearning behaviors that are getting in the way of the dream life they desire, I often have to remind them that we're also working on fostering self-compassion as it's an essential ingredient to the work. Now, while it can be easy for some of us to be able to feel and express compassion towards others, it's often a totally different ballgame when it comes to extending that same sense of compassion towards our own self. Instead, what I see a lot of is self-shaming, blaming, and feelings of guilt, and it's this shame-blame-guilt cycle that causes a lot of unnecessary pain and suffering. Now, when I say shame, blame, guilt cycle, here's what I mean. When we perceive something has gone wrong, often the first emotion we experience is shame. And if you've ever experienced shame before, you know that it is a pretty awful feeling. So how do most of us get out of shame? Well, we resort to blaming, but then that feels bad and we feel guilty. So then we go back to shaming ourselves and thus the shame, blame, guilt cycle starts up all over again. Does this sound familiar? If not, don't worry. I'm going to break it down further and give you an example to help illustrate it. The goal of this episode is to help you not only identify when you're in the shame, blame, guilt cycle in your own life, but also how to stop the cycle and find peace. Shame, blame, and guilt. Now, despite their negative connotations, they do have a somewhat constructive purpose. On one hand, they are felt responses that help us perceive our role within a given situation and are modes of discernment that serve to let us know when we're not acting as our best version or from our highest good. And while I wouldn't say that these are emotions anyone wants to feel with any regularity, they can act as reminders that signal us to pull our behavior back in line, either in the present moment or in the future. However, I would argue that there are much more effective and less emotionally painful ways of accessing this kind of awareness. Where I see the problem typically arises with these three emotions is when we turn them against ourselves as a way to demean and belittle who we are. They become weapons capable of inflicting deep wounds. And this can occur without thinking. It's either as a reaction when we're emotionally triggered or as subtle acts of self-sabotage. In fact, these three emotions are largely responsible for many of the dysfunctions experienced within relationships, whether they be personal or professional, spanning from communication breakdowns to boundary violations to jealousy. And it's a common misnomer that shame, blame, and guilt are one in the same. And while there's a crossover between all of them, hence the cycle, 
They are in actual fact distinctly different. So let's define them and then dive right in. Now, shame, according to the GOAT Brene Brown, is the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. That something we've experienced, done, or failed to do makes us unworthy of connection. Shame says, something's wrong with me, that I'm bad. It is an emotion we feel in our bodies that comes from some version of the story we believe that there is something wrong with us. Shame leads us to blame ourselves not only for our behavior, but for who we are. At the heart of the feeling of shame is a wordless, private awareness that one is deficient, fundamentally bad, or unworthy. And this feeling is so painful that it can be experienced as a complete implosion of our self-esteem, accompanying with wanting to disappear completely or not even deserving to exist. When we feel shame, we say things like, I shouldn't have done this. I should have done that. If only I was more or less X, Y, Z, then this wouldn't have happened. Studies actually show that when we feel ashamed, we instinctively turn away, hide, or avoid others. It is an emotion that leads us to self-destructive behaviors. Now let's contrast this with blame. Blame points the finger and tries to figure out whose fault something is, and it aims to release the discomfort and pain we are experiencing while in shame. With blame, we will often try to fault others for our mistakes because it makes us feel like we are still in control. It is the mechanism we use to defend against the discomfort and pain of shame and has an inverse relationship with accountability. It's also a lot faster than accountability, which is vulnerable and takes both courage and time to slow down, listen, and leave enough space for empathy to arise. When we're stuck in the blame game, we say things like, this person shouldn't have done this thing, or they did it wrong, or they are the reason I'm feeling, insert negative emotion. Notice that blame, like shame, also feels terrible and does not produce productive action or motivation to address or resolve the situation. And then of course we have guilt, which completes this cycle, which as you're probably noticing, seems more like a trap, right? (laughs) Now guilt is an interesting emotion. While it is a quote-unquote negative emotion, I personally think it can be considered as useful as long as you're not indulging in it. Useful guilt prompts people to try to repair any harm or wrongdoing they've afflicted, and it makes them more aware of how they can show up better or differently in the future. However, it can be a slippery slope from guilt and shame depending on the severity of the situation and how, let's say, well-practiced one is in beating themselves up for getting it wrong and not being good enough. The best way I can describe the difference between shame and guilt is that shame is characterized by the desire to hide and escape, and guilt is characterized by the desire to repair. But here's what I've noticed. In my life and in the clients that I coach, when we are in this shame-blame-guilt cycle, We go around and around and back and forth from shame to blame, then blame to guilt and back to shame. This cycle and the constant looping is happening because our brain is trying to find a way to feel better about a situation and is seeking peace. But the problem is between the shame, blame, and guilt, none of those feelings feel particularly appealing and don't offer the sense of relief we are looking for. Now, there are a few typical human responses we fall back on when things don't go our way. We deflect, we become victims, and we personalize. Personally, I am a personalizer. My default is always to think that everything is in some way, big or small, my fault. So when I find myself in this shame, blame, guilt cycle, I spend a lot of time in the shame and guilt part of the cycle. This is true for some of my clients, and for others, they are more prone to doubling down on blaming to discharge the pain and discomfort they are experiencing. What is it for you? And be honest with yourself but don't judge yourself. Just notice and be aware. And before I give you an example from my own life, here's what I want to tell you. 
When something in life goes differently than we thought it should or than we wanted it to, if someone reacts to something we've said or done, it doesn't mean that there's anything flawed, defective, or less than about you. A mistake doesn't make you any less lovable, any less complete, any less worthy or amazing. Just as them making a mistake doesn't make them any less worthy, lovable, complete, or amazing. Okay? So as promised, I'm going to share a story about a time that I got caught in the shame, blame, guilt cycle and how I was able to escape it, find peace, and move forward. So I'd been working on a project for a number of months at work that had been encountering many hurdles that had slowed down being able to release the project to the broader team. I'd become impatient with all the different layers of people who had to approve various aspects of the project and having to go back and revisit things that had already been agreed upon. Does this sound familiar to any of my corporate women in progress? (laughs) When we finally got the green light to release the email communication announcing the winner to the team, The winner reached out to me shortly after sobbing because they were embarrassed by the picture that was used within the communication. Now in full transparency, I had not paid attention to the image used and made an incorrect assumption that the image was provided to the agency who built the creative and all the supporting visuals for the communication. And I just didn't think to question it. And to be honest, I didn't think there was anything wrong with the picture. This person begged me to recall the email, but it wasn't sent out by me, and the person that did send it was out of office and unreachable. The winner was devastated and admitted that the situation had ruined all the excitement for their win, and that I should have confirmed with them that the email was okay before publishing it. My prevailing thought was, I shouldn't have rushed it. Cue the shame-blame-guilt cycle. Needless to say, I felt awful. I felt so much shame for not even thinking to ask if they had provided the headshot, were comfortable with the headshot. I didn't think to share the communication before sending it out broadly. I thought it would be a nice surprise landing in their inbox on a Friday afternoon after all the delays and was so elated that it was finally approved to be sent that I gave the all clear almost immediately to have it sent out. In my haste to get it off my plate, I hurt a very special person who was understandably self-conscious about their looks and wanted to control the image that was portrayed to their colleagues. I spent a lot of time stuck in shame. In fact, I felt shame the whole weekend. It just kept washing over me and coming in waves. Just when I felt it was gone, it would come back stronger and I would double down on myself and continue to believe that I'd done it wrong. And then when the shame was feeling intolerable, I'd shift to blame. I'd blame the agency for not validating the photo with the individual. I'd blame the person who sent the email for not responding to my messages, requesting the email recall, despite them being on vacation. I judged the person for making a big deal out of their photo and letting it take away the excitement I felt they should be feeling as a result of winning the award. And that felt terrible too. And I just noticed, I noticed myself going back and forth between shame and blame and then dipping into guilt periodically. I spent significantly more time in shame as I'm a personalizer and I felt wrong to blame other people for my mistake, but I just wanted to fix the situation. I wanted to make it right and make them feel better. I kept beating myself up for rushing the process, for being so impatient with how the rollout of the program went, that I didn't give myself time to even consider one last validation and confirmation before approving the communication. Notice how I'm shooting all over myself and making myself wrong? There is literally no room for compassion in this scenario. I felt guilty for hurting them as I could see the pain their thoughts were causing them, and had so much empathy for their suffering. And while I didn't see the situation the same way they did, I could have compassion for how they felt, but where I got stuck was in thinking that the situation was one that I could and should control, and yet I was powerless and there was nothing I could do to recall the email or rewind the clock and get a do-over. 
Every time I thought the thought, I shouldn't have rushed it, the shame, blame, guilt cycle would start up all over again. And the truth is, not only was I arguing with the reality that the email was sent and that there were no take backsies, what I noticed with the help of some of my peers was that in my refusal to sit with, allow, and process how I was feeling, I was rushing to take ownership of someone else's feelings and fix the situation. Despite everything I know and coach on as it relates to how feelings are caused, and if you're new here, your feelings are caused by your thoughts, my brain still sort of believed that I had the ability to cause their emotion of devastation. But devastation comes from their thoughts. And the truth is, a different photo could have been published, one that was approved by them, and they still might have chosen to be devastated. Now here's the thing. This is not to say that I don't want to take ownership of the emotions I was feeling when I greenlit sending out the communication. I can own that I was feeling frustrated, impatient, stressed, and pressured, which drove a set of actions that I'm not especially proud of. I can take 100% responsibility for that. And if I could go back, I would definitely want to feel different emotion next time, which is totally available to me. So how did I break out of the shame, blame, guilt cycle? Well, first I became aware that the thought I shouldn't have rushed it was not useful and was generating this shame, blame, guilt cycle I was experiencing. And all it was really doing was keeping me stuck and arguing with a reality I had no power to change. And second, it was all about acknowledging the truth of life, that life is 50-50, that I'm going to make mistakes, get it wrong, screw up, miss the mark, and make a mess of things sometimes. And so will other people. Such is the curse of being human. And I'm still lovable and amazing and good and worthy. My value doesn't change no matter what I do. I was doing the best I could at the time, and sometimes my best just isn't that great. The truth is, I handled some of the situation great and some of it not so great. Just as that person handled some of it great and some of it not so great. And it doesn't have to mean anything other than we are both just humans doing the best we can. I was able to make peace with the situation by thinking, you know what? You were feeling impatient and frustrated and weren't always showing up as the best version of yourself. And it's okay. You're good and whole and valuable. You make mistakes and you get it wrong. And you're still worthy and valuable. You don't have to make it mean you rushed anything. And next time you know to take an extra step to ensure the winner feels comfortable with the announcement. I broke free of the shame, blame, guilt cycle by first becoming aware that I was stuck in it and then making peace with all of it. I accepted the reality and my part in creating the situation. I let it be okay that they felt I should have provided the communication in advance for approval. And I let it be okay that they thought the photo took away from the celebratory impact of the win. They were right about some of it after all, weren't they? At the end of the day, we're all doing this human thing to the best of our abilities. Some days we're pretty awesome at it and sometimes less so. No one gets it right 100% of the time. No one. So take the pressure off and be the best you that you can be. When you drop into what's true and accept what you are in control of, your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions, that's when you can truly be empowered and move forward. Break the cycle. You've got this. I'll see you next week, my loves. Thank you so much for hitting play on another episode of the Woman in Progress podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? Don't worry. The conversation doesn't stop here. Follow me at Samantha Ushado on Instagram and be sure to let me know what part of the episode resonated with you most. I love hearing from you. And if you like the show, please share it with a friend. The more, the merrier. Until next time, here's to being a woman in progress.